0: You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Brian Ray here, back with you for another episode of Doctrine and Duty. So glad to be back with you guys on a weekly basis. Uh, for as long as possible, it is great to be back with you. Uh, we began uh, the last episode looking at the Abstract of Principles. Uh, it's a document from 1858, one of the early documents of Southern Baptist life, um, statement of faith, if you would, doctrinal stance. Uh, and we we looked um, at the wording and some application. So we looked at doctrine and duty uh, from section number one, which is called the Scriptures. Well, uh, today we're going to look at the Scriptures. Um, Because, you see, these doctrinal statements, they are typically summary statements of what the Word of God says. Um, If you ever hear or read of a doctrinal statement that's not based on the Word of God, I wouldn't get too excited about it. And so uh, these are short summary statements of what, typically what all of the Bible has to say about a given subject. But obviously it's not going to be totally comprehensive or else you just have to give the Bible, right? So these are summary statements of things we find throughout the Bible. Now, there are numerous scriptures that would fit into the category of uh, section number one, the scriptures. Uh, But I want to read to you some that are particularly relevant uh, for our uh, doctrinal understanding. And and first of all, 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, all scripture is breathed out by God. All scripture is God-breathed. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Um, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So this tells us a little bit about how the Scripture came about. It tells us that it is inspired by God, is breathed out by God. I shared that a little bit of that with you on our last episode. Um, And so um, now we say, well, well, a little more practicality or a little more of the how we get the Scripture. okay? For that, we're going to look at 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 19-21. through 21. And, and here in Peter's uh, letter, he is going to talk about how we received uh, the Word of God, which for him, it would have been the Old Testament, because the New Testament hadn't been written when Peter wrote um, his words. So it says in verse uh, 19 of 2 Peter 1, And we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. I love that. As they were carried along, as they were inspired by God, the agency of the Holy Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit did His work in bringing God's Word into and through God's spokespersons, God's vessels, God's apostles and prophets. So, way cool. Now, in Hebrews uh, chapter 4, it tells us a little bit more about the nature uh, of the Word of God. And um, I want to read to you in Hebrews 4, beginning in verse 12, it says, actually, just verse 12, maybe verse 13. but. Definitely verse 12. It says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper. Living, active, and sharper. Sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, and joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. And that just goes really along with that part about the authoritative nature of God's Word uh, that I shared with you last week about the Scriptures. So it, it describes the Word of God. It, it brings us the analogy of a two-edged sword. Um, and this is said to be the like a short, double-sided sword um jab and thrust sort of sword uh that would have been used in hand to hand combat and um i have heard of a pastor taking his bible and throwing it at the congregation i've heard of other people uh saying that they you know that some people use the bible like a club to hit people over the head with it now i have personally never seen anyone throw their bible or hit someone over the head with it i will not tell you whether or not i have ever considered such things but i will say that the Word of God being analogous to a double-edged sword is powerful. And so we don't take our Bibles, though, and we don't go uh, hitting people with them. Um, We actually take the Bible and we turn it inward. Uh, I mean, really and truly, before we can speak into someone else's life, don't you think we need to allow the Word of God to speak into our lives? And so we turn that sword inward and we thrust it into our own hearts, the Word of God, and our own minds and our own lives, so that our hearts, minds, and lives might be changed by the Word of God for the glory of God. Then and only then might we be a blessing and a help to other people, right? Okay? Uh, the Word of God tells us to live by faith in the book of James. Um, uh, l- let me, let's me. let go to the book of Isaiah. Um, Isaiah gives us a practical uh, a practical word about the Word of God. In Isaiah chapter 40, beginning in verse 6, it says, A voice says, Cry. And I said, What shall I cry? And this is his cry. All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, When the breath of the Lord blows up on it. Surely the people are grass. Now, when I was younger and I heard that verse, I thought, Oh, yeah, whatever. But now that I am approaching my 50s, I'm thinking, We are so temporary on planet Earth. It says, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Long after humanity has faded off the scene, uh, the word of God will always be. It's it's been around. It's going to stay around. That's glorious to know. In the book of Joshua, chapter 1, in verse number 8, there is this this scene to where moses is dead you've got genesis exodus leviticus numbers deuteronomy authored by moses and moses is the actor in many of the scenes of these glorious truthful stories but in joshua 1 it says after the death of moses the servant of the lord the lord said to joshua the son of Nun, moses assistant and boom moses my servant is dead now therefore you go do these things in chapter 1 verse 8 our god encourages Joshua. He says this, this book of the law, of course that's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. That's called the Torah, also called the Pentateuch, the first five books. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. (laughs) Isn't that incredible? I mean, You're talking about thousands of years ago. We have this word from God that talks about the word of God is so practically useful that your life will be changed for better and for God's glory if you will just obey it. And here we are thousands of years later, technologically advanced, advanced in so many ways, and we still forget the blessing and the life-changing nature of the word of God and of obeying the word of God. Well, um, before we pray, I want to encourage you. in the book of Deuteronomy, there is a passage of scripture called the Shema, the Shema, if you're from the south, the Shema, if you want to be a little more correct. And it's the here. The word Shema or Shema means here, to hear. It's the here passage. And uh, in Deuteronomy 6, um, there's this powerful passage of scripture that's really going to encourage us in our doctrine and duty, in our duty, in our homes. Because you see, our churches are only going to be as faithful and strong as we are in our homes as believers. Uh, I think everybody's finally gotten the point that the church is is not here to raise your kids spiritually. The church is here to come alongside you and assist you in you raising your kids spiritually. But I thought, what if, what if men and women, moms and dads, husbands and wives, and children would follow this passage? And this is the word of God to Israel, but it's the word of God to us. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart, and you shall teach them. And we can obviously, by application, understand this to mean the Word of God. You shall teach them diligently to your children. Diligently. How often do we read and teach the Bible in our homes? Let's chew on that for a bit. How often do we read and teach the Word of God in our homes? help us Lord you shall teach them diligently to your children you shall talk of them when you sit in your house when you walk by the way when you lie down and when you rise up wow that's a lot of talking about the Bible I wonder what kind of spiritual shape the church would be in today if we followed this advice you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontless between your eyes you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates The Word of God should be etched in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives, in our families, in our homes, for the glory of God. Father in heaven, we rejoice in you this day over the scriptures, that you as the sovereign God of the universe would choose to come down to humanity and bless us with your Word. Lord, you could have left us alone and forsaken, but Lord, you left us with your Word, and then you sent your living Word, your Son, to die in our on the cross and in our place for our sins. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, may you bless the Word of God in the homes of your people. And may you make those people who are not your people, make them your people, Lord, through salvation. And God, help your church to be faithful and joyful and obedient. And Lord, help us to be diligent in the Word of God. We praise you, Father, for it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Okay, folks, listen. Love you. Praise the Lord for you. So thankful that you uh, you joined in again on another episode of Doctrine and Duty. Please join us at Alexander Baptist Church, 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia, 23321. Please join us at abch.org, our YouTube channel, our Facebook page. Join us for our worship services in person or online. Listen, I love you, and I'm so glad that you've uh, listened to the podcast today. You take care. Goodbye. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.